0: Happy to welcome today a guy that I've known for a number of years in the internet marketing world. He has changed his hat just about as often as uh, he changes his underwear. Well, I hope he changes his underwear that often. <laughs> He's he reinvents himself kind of like I do as well. In fact, um, he is the reinvention expert his name is steve Volsher. he's also the publisher of podcast magazine today we're going to talk all about the power the power of podcasts steve welcome <laughs> to joel.live
1: please keep clear of the doors you are delaying the departure of this train I need you to do some voiceover work for me, man. Are you available?
0: (laughs) You know, actually I started with that. Uh, I was a DJ in college and I did radio and then I did nightclubs and then I started my own business because there's a lot more money. And concurrent with that, I did local cable access commercials. Um, So, you know, I I played a doctor in one, I did the, the car lot one, come on down. And yeah, been there, done that.
1: That's why we get along. You know, do you know that I owned a nightclub? I owned a non-alcoholic nightclub when I was 19. I don't know if you know that or not. I did not know that. In the Chicago area? Uh, Southern Illinois, yeah, just off the campus of where I went to uh, college at uh, Carbondale there. Carbondale, yeah, Southern. No, I didn't know that. How did that go? It went really good. You know, there was nothing for the teenagers to do, so we catered to the teenagers early from around 8 to about 11.30 or so. Uh, and then we closed down and cleaned up and uh, only served those who were 18 and over uh, from midnight on till three, four five in the morning, depending on when people wanted to go home and we didn't serve booze so we could stay open as late as we wanted.
0: <laughs> and now all these years later, you know, you're an author, you've uh, built sites, you've put on events. I've spoken at a couple of your events and a couple of years ago, I remember when you started talking about... Um, wanting to publish a magazine in the podcasting world, and we we had a call or two about that. And now you have a digital publication, and it looks by by the looks of what I see behind you that you're going physical.
1: Ooh, Ooh see the glossy,
0: <laughs> super glossy with Jenna Kutcher on the Hello, uh, the cover Jenna. of that one.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: What so, what drew you to the, the podcast world?
1: Um, you know, man, I um, I actually uh, became familiar with podcasting through a mutual friend of ours, Jason Van Orden, uh, way back when. As a matter of fact, when you spoke at Internet Profits Live, uh, which was the event that you spoke at, my event that you spoke at twice uh, over the years, um, Jason actually spoke at that same event in, uh, in 2013 as you did. So uh, Jason first introduced me uh, to podcasting kind of indirectly. I just found his show and found some stuff he was doing. Uh, Back in 2009, and like you, uh, I had spent time DJing. As I said, I opened my own nightclub. I did radio stuff as well, and I was like, "Man, this is this is awesome!" Because it's almost like having your own radio station. And for me, radio has always kind of felt like the holy grail. And back 10 years ago, now whatever it was, you would have to buy broker time. You'd have to own your own radio station. Like it was really, really hard to get any sort of airtime. And of course, you'd only reach those in your immediate geographic area. So I was like, yeah, I love this idea of having my own sort of broadcast station, so to speak. And um, and, and that's what uh, really got my, my foot in the water there. And in 2009 is when I released my first episode and kind of went up and down and up and down with it in terms of consistency. And from 2015 on, uh, we've been releasing episodes uh, weekly with both reinvention radio and then more recently with uh beyond eight figures
0: well you've uh, become quite a podcast expert because you've really immersed yourself in the space and you know i want to start with um this story that just broke this week about joe rogan leaving youtube and signing who's that oh, yeah Who? <laughs> only the joe? biggest yeah maybe some yeah. guy named joe so bro kogan you gotta look know. into him hulk yeah. hogan uh, signed uh, that a guy contract with Spotify that is estimated to be $100 million. Um, that, to me, if there was a barometer for the future of podcasting, uh, talk about that story and your thoughts on that whole deal.
1: So it's really interesting. Um, so there's, a, there's been a couple of really interesting deals. Big deals take place recently. Uh, Podcast One just got acquired uh, by live by live in a uh, in an all stock transaction where podcast 1 uh, they get to about 2 odd billion downloads annually they were acquired for 18 million in, in an all stock all stock transaction and you know they've got Adam Carolla and Shaquille and TI and uh, you know lady, lady all all kinds of different celebrity type folks that are on their network and then other people as well so 2.1 billion downloads 18 million dollars okay I talked to Norm about that I can give you some details on that but let's just compare it to what Spotify did uh, with uh, with Joe Rogan. So Joe by some estimates gets about 190 million downloads a month 190 million I mean, it's a huge number. but if we play that out it's 2.4 billion right so let's just say he gets 200 million downloads monthly annualize it's 2.4 billion for 100 million dollars so in the scheme of things live by live got a much better deal i mean a much better deal it's not even close now all of that said i think it's i think it's fantastic that the podcast one deal happened and i think it's fantastic uh that the rogan deal happened because reality is for many podcasters well, that conversation around what am I actually doing here, like what's my end game, and is there even the opportunity to scale and exit? I think that question has been answered quite concretely now.
0: Well, let's let's talk about the business of podcasting then, because you know there's a lot of people that got in early, people like you, you know, Paul Colligan, uh, Adam Carolla. I've been doing you know live uh, video and podcasting since 2008. And this is not our first rodeo, but there's a lot of people that are increasingly having trouble getting their content seen or heard. YouTube is getting more challenging. Um, you know, there's more blogs out there than ever before. And there's, you know, you don't just start podcast magazine because you think, oh, this is the thing of the past. You started because you see you're at the still at the beginning, the early adopter phase of this curve. But how many yeah. podcasts are out there right now?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. When I first started uh, the New Media Summit, which is a live event that we do, where we uh, bring in top podcasters and we give uh, attendees the opportunity to pitch them and get booked on their shows, there was about four hundred and fifty odd thousand podcasts when we started that event in twenty seventeen. And at that time, I was pushing people pretty heavy and just saying, "Look, you gotta, you gotta jump into this mix." In March of this year, we just crossed one million available podcasts. So. What does that mean, though? It doesn't mean there are actually one million podcasts that you can you can listen to with new content, because roughly forty odd percent of those shows have stopped producing new shows. So let's just say there's about four hundred and thirty thousand active shows, and of those, only about half of them have more than ten episodes. Mm. So for we, you, if we're looking at the the raw data, Joel, then only about two hundred odd thousand podcasts are consistently releasing episodes and have more than 10 episodes available. So it's not a huge number, especially when you compare it to, you know, you can look at YouTube as an example, and there's 23 odd million active YouTube channels with consistent content being created. You can look at Instagram, right? I mean, 500 million daily users on Instagram. TikTok of course is is blowing up and so on and so forth. So, what does that mean? Especially since podcasts have been around for so long, why hasn't there been this exponential hockey stick type growth as you see with some of these other channels? Um, and, and in my opinion, I believe the reason is technology has finally caught up with demand and, and you've been in this game for a long time. And so you, you remember the days of trying to download and listen to a podcast. Like if you weren't fully committed to the process you weren't going to listen to those shows, right? Because you had to go find it, you had to grab it, you had to get a podcatcher, you had to, you know, bring it into a file, then you had to take the file and put it into a player. It's like, oh my God, right? I mean, it's just so many steps. Now, what you can see is on your phone, you push a button, you get access to a podcast. You drive in your car, Apple CarPlay, Google CarPlay, right there on the dash, you push a button, you act you can access those podcasts. Matter of fact, in all of the cars, for the most part, there are some rare exceptions, but in all of the cars that are rolling off the assembly line right now, it's actually easier to access a podcast from your dashboard of your car than it is to access AM and FM radio.
0: That is that is super interesting. And you know, during the corona quarantine, I thought we would see a bump in listenership to our shows. And actually, it's really an indicator of how many people listen in their cars and on the go. We actually saw a slight decrease.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and so the, the commute has really, it, it just, it's come to light in terms of really what happens then as people are going from point A to point B. And I don't think people were really consciously aware of how much consumption takes place on the go. And that's one of the beautiful things about podcasting is because it is a mobile medium and because it is a medium that you can multitask while consuming. Like if you're watching a video, you pretty much can only watch the video. It takes all of your time and takes all of your attention versus with the podcast. You can be, you know, you can be outside walking around, you can be on your commute to work, you can be doing the dishes, whatever it might be. And you get the benefit of that content right there. In your ears. So yeah, there, there's definitely been a, a slight hit. It hasn't been massive, but there's definitely been a slight hit. But what is interesting is the number of downloads has been impacted slightly during the, the quarantine. But what actually has uh, seen a nice little bump is, uh, is interest in podcasts in terms of people being aware of podcasts who were not aware of podcasts before. So that in the long run is going to lead to more Consumption more down. Well,
0: they've gone through the whole Netflix catalog, and they're like, "Now what do I do?" Right, you know. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've chilled on the sofa. Now I got to get on the treadmill at least, or go out and walk. I'm gonna listen to something. What's new? And I've discovered a couple uh, entertaining podcasts during this time. There's one. Are you a fan of uh, Scrubs, the TV show?
1: <laughs> I can honestly say I've never seen a full episode.
0: Oh my gosh! One of the funniest, most clever. Is stars. it? Oh yeah! What fantastic sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Zach Braff. Uh, came, you know, what was the lead on it, and Donald Faison. And on the show, there are two doctors, you know, two, uh, doctors, uh, you know a, a practitioner and a surgeon, and they become bros. I mean, they have a bromance on the show. Well, in real life, the uh, the 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 humans, the actors, actually have that same bromance, and they started a podcast. Um, it's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And they that. go and okay. they revisit these episodes and, and it's like, okay, so you just earned yourself nine seasons worth of podcasts right there if you guys were to continue this. Um, so, you know, with podcasting being such a great opportunity, who, you know, what kind of person should look at starting, considering doing a podcast?
1: Yeah, it's it, it isn't really it, it's an interesting medium from the standpoint of it can be very, very effective. Right. I mean, I, I am a, a huge proponent, obviously, of the medium and you you'd really be hard pressed to find a better ROI in terms of the investment of your time, your energy and your resources. And so far as generating highly targeted leads and being able to bring people into your ecosystem than you can through. Uh, through podcasting, what I, what I will say is that it is becoming increasingly difficult to compete with the bigger players. it's 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 it's, it's not even the one percent. It's like the one tenth of one percent game as far as podcasts are concerned. There's only about a thousand shows or so that really get the lion's share of all of the downloads. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we started Podcast Magazine too, is to help bring awareness to some of these awesome shows that you probably haven't heard of, but should be listening to. And what I will tell you is that for most mere mortals, those who don't have a huge platform, right? I mean, when you look at somebody like Will Ferrell, I mean, Joel, I don't know if you saw this or not, but when Will Ferrell launched season two of the Ron Burgundy podcast, he appeared on Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and Stephen Colbert on the same night to promote wow. the launch to promote the launch of season two of the Ron Burgundy podcast. So, what does that mean? It just means that you're not going to compete against Will Farrell, period. And that's fine, but you don't have to compete against Will Farrell. If you look at the the medium from the standpoint of it being a driver to relevant products, programs, and services and establishing credibility and authority for you in the space then it's the right tool, right? Because there are people every single moment of every single day who are using the search boxes, just like they use on Google to find whatever content it is or information it is that they're looking for. They're doing the same thing on Spotify, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts to find shows that are very, very niche specific. Let me give you an example like we have a client who launched a show called the profitable photographer well what's the profitable photographer show about obviously it is about creating a profitable photography business okay great who's going to listen to a show called the profitable photographer uh, photographers <laughs> right so the reality well, one is would think. is it, one would think right so the reality is is it going to compete against the Ron Burgundy podcast in terms of downloads? Heck no, no way, not not ever going to happen. But even if 50 people download every single episode and listen and consume and become familiar with who Lucy is and and just really get into her world, that's basically the equivalent, Joel, of of speaking. Like I I liken – podcast to to free stages, basically, right? I mean, like would you take a speaking gig? like you, you think about you, Joe, right? Like if 50 people raised their hand and said, I have an interest in crypto as an example. and I need the best of the best to teach me what to do in the space of crypto and they raise their hand and they're sitting there and they absolutely are just hanging on every word, do you think you could enroll some of those folks? into relevant products, programs, and services, you know, and Certainly. and and would you take that speaking gig if only 50 people were there, but all 50 people had already raised their hands or filled out a form to say, I am 100% interested in this topic. Would you take that gig? Uh, of course. Absolutely.
0: I, and yeah. by the way, I love how approach here because there's, there's other people out there that would say they take something that's, you know, developing um, and has a lot of promise. Let's just say uh, somebody like uh, whose name rhymes with by schmopez, And they would take <laughs> this as an opportunity and say, you can be huge. Look at what Joe Rogan's doing. Look at what Will, Will Ferrell's doing. You can be like that. And what you're doing is saying, look, you're probably not going to be Joe Rogan or Will Ferrell, but that doesn't mean that there's not smart business opportunity for you. So yeah. I appreciate that because you're, you're not downplaying the opportunity, but you're not overplaying it.
1: Yeah. And, and here's how I liken uh, podcast to, to the, the, to the world of, of business right now, which is very, very simple. If you have a business card, you need to have a podcast. If you have a website, you need to have a podcast. It's just as simple as that. I'm not saying it is the business card of today, but I am saying that if you are in business, you need to have a podcast that supports the business that you created. And so I am all about everyone having their own show. That said, you don't need your own show to benefit from the power of the medium. As a matter of fact, where I really push people into the pool and what we teach people how to do first is to be a really good guest on podcasts and let really? everyone else do all of the work and you come in and you share your expertise and it's really just like it is with you right here right now. I mean, it's your job ostensibly to kind of make me famous. Like you have to market the show, you have to do the production, you have to get the downloads and I come in and share my expertise for a little, little while but really it's on you then to do everything else outside of, of course, you know, if you're a good guest, you're gonna share on social and so on and so forth. But it's a great way to kind of dip your toe in the water. And the reality is there are tens of thousands of shows that are looking for guests just like you right now.
0: Okay, so let's let's hit some high points there. I know you've, you know, you've got depth on this, that it's not just a simple, hey, in 20 minutes, we're gonna tell you everything you need to do. But somebody has never been on a show right? Or maybe just once and they want to be on a podcast, what do they do?
1: Yeah. So it all really begins with answering the core. I believe this is the most important question. Any business owner, whether you're a coach or or an author or a speaker or a healer, it doesn't matter where you are. If you are in business, the, the first fundamental question, the foundational question that you have to be able to answer is what conversation do I most want to be part of? And, and that requires you to, to focus. It, it's really identifying what we call your topic of influence, which is in one or two or maybe three words, how do you articulate what it is that you focus on? Let me give you an example. So for us, an example of a, a conversation, right, the conversation that we most want to be part of is podcasting. Okay. One word, very, very simple. For Joel, maybe it's crypto. Maybe it's online marketing, maybe, you know, whatever Joel's hat is of the moment there. So, uh, or maybe it's hair, it's, or hair, um, or, yeah. you know, I fart apps or those sort of things. Um, right. But the, the bottom line is if I really want to be in the conversation around podcasting and I've made that determination, how do I put myself at the hub of that wheel so that all of the spokes connect to me? Right, Because if you think about like Joel earlier was talking about uh, Joe Rogan's deal and I had mentioned Podcast One's acquisition and so on. Reinvention Radio, Beyond Eight Figures, the shows that I've been doing for years, uh, if I may say say so myself, they're good shows, but I'm not gonna be able to compete with Joe Rogan from a number standpoint. Like if people are talking about podcasts and podcasting, I'm not in that conversation solely based on the number of downloads that my shows have. As a matter of fact, if you go to Apple Podcasts, right now when you go under entrepreneurship, which is one of our subcategories, uh, or if you go under personal journals, which is another subcategory, you won't even find our shows in, in. Uh, it won't show up on the screen. Right? We are not in the top group of those shows. So how do I force my way into that conversation? So that if people are sitting around at tables, and this is again, what you have to think about is step one here, is if you go to a party and there are people sitting around at tables, having different discussions like one table is talking about crypto maybe joel wants to go sit at that table one you know one conversation is is health and fitness another is politics another is podcasting whatever it might be which table are you going to sit at and force your way into that conversation so the point being
0: i want the if one you, that has dessert at it
1: well Can there I you go dessert? and black coffee for you my brother so So the question is how do you force your way into that conversation, right? Again, on the merits of the podcast alone, it wasn't going to happen. Now that we created Podcast Magazine, literally everyone in the vertical wants to connect with us. The celebrities want to be on the cover, they want to be in the magazine, those who have supporting ancillary products want to be featured, et cetera, et cetera. So we have made ourselves the hub of that wheel that no matter where you are in the vertical, you want to connect with us and what we're doing so in other words that's how i forced my name into that conversation so that's really joe where it all begins is having clarity around the one two or three words that defines your topic of influence or another way of thinking about it would be the conversation that you most want to be part of that's number one
0: can we take um, either a fictional or a real use case from somebody you've worked with that you can share their experience of you know here's their the subject matter and sure. how did they proceed with this first step
1: yeah yeah so perfect example and and this is fairly obvious because this is what this gentleman was doing uh, but his name is dr. Bill Williams dr. bill Williams uh, is a, is a dentist he's been a dentist for i don't know 30 40 years or however long it's been he's had a really successful practice and did a pretty good job of you know getting making a name for himself but he really wants in his later years here he wants to be able to to scale and leverage his his knowledge right and be able to create group type programs or you know higher end vip type days to teach other practitioners how to really grow their business so Uh, So he started his own podcast called the 10K a day dentist, which means obviously if you're a dentist and you want to get to $10,000 a day, this is the show that, that you should be listening to. And so he's established himself in that brand in that way as the 10K a day dentist. And so he has his own shows, credibility, authority, connecting with people in the industry, and of course, dentists who are tuning in. Many of them want to figure out, well, how can I do it too? And they enroll Bill to help them. And if he's a guest on shows, he's positioning himself as the 10K a day dentist. And again, just very clear, pretty obvious. I mean, that's been his profession. And oftentimes we focus on, you know, what it is that we do best. And so what is our own experience? You look in the mirror, you know, what have you done over the years, et cetera, et cetera. And anyway, long story short is it was so super obvious for him to jump into the fray with this as his brand because he wants to help other dentists scale their practices. So maybe that's a good example there for you.
0: That's, that's a great example. And I just showed people who are watching his uh, his Apple Podcasts page. He's done, uh, looks like 15 episodes. He's got- yeah, he's getting there. Five-star rating, you know, from those who have written a review. And I mean, you wouldn't, uh, thinking about that, that is truly a micro niche, right? Micro. So, okay. Yeah. So that's yep. for insert yourself in the conversation. He's been looking in people's mouths for decades and now he's using his.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'll say this, which is he doesn't have any huge aspirations for the show, you know, to have a thousand ratings and reviews and to have, you know, top positioning in his category if even just four or five dentists tune into each episode, and you know one of those ends up coming into his twenty-five thousand dollar annual mastermind, and he releases one episode a week, I mean, you know, twenty-five k a week adds up pretty darn quick. Right.
0: Okay. That would be what we would call ka-ching, ka-ching. Okay. So uh, number two then.
1: So number 2 is once you figure out and again I'm thinking about this from the perspective of being a guest. So let's let's switch back to the conversation around being a guest on top shows. So once you have your your topic of influence defined, again that one two or three word description of really what that conversation is that you most want to be part of, that becomes your search term, right? So you take that word And you go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever it is. And you pop that word. If it's obviously a podcasting platform, you don't have to put the word podcast after it. But if you go to Google and you say dentist podcast, that's a great way to start finding relevant shows. But again, if you just go to Apple Podcasts and you type in dentist or dentistry, et cetera, you're going to see shows that come up that are related specifically to that topic. So whatever your, topic of influence is, again, whatever that one, two or three word description is, that's what you're going to use as your search term to start finding relevant shows. And once you have that list of shows, of course, the the, the natural next step, you got to start listening. So push play, listen, take notes, see if these are shows that even have guests, you know, believe it or not, a lot of shows don't bring people on for interviews. And Ooh. so you start pitching shows that don't even bring guests on for interviews it makes you look kind of dumb it makes you look like you didn't even do your homework whatsoever before you you send it out and pitch them so it, start it all getting to shows
0: by the way i mean uh, you know hosting the bad crypto podcast i get emails from you know pr firms saying dr so and so would make a great guest for your show he's you know does seo or whatever and and some most time i just delete them sometimes i'll write back Then say, oh, so he's a blockchain expert. (laughs) No, no, no. So you didn't take enough time. You're just spamming people, basically, spamming every show. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, because, you know, um, what other opportunities, for example, would Dr. Bill have if there's not, you know, these dentistry podcasts? Where else should he be looking to get exposure? What kind of shows?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting, right? And it depends on what your business model is. And, and my, from from my perspective, it, it really all goes back to the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. From the standpoint of you, you really do have to start with the end in mind. I mean, perhaps the best principle out of the you know out of the whole group there, and certainly something that I've taken to heart over the years and something that I teach, which is creating your your profit path. So in other words you wanna have a very clear understanding of the customer journey that you want people who, well, let's let's take it back to the beginning. So I come on this show, you didn't know who I was, right? I mean, like, you, don't, you don't know who I am. You've never heard of me before, or maybe you have, but let's assume that you haven't. I come on to the show. I start sharing my expertise. Hopefully, I've developed enough of the know, like, and trust, trust factor so that you're like, oh, that guy's pretty decently smart hopefully, and, you know, and maybe you wanna to go to whatever that next step is. I have to have clarity on what that looks like because ultimately I don't wanna just have a nice conversation here with Joel and then say goodbye, thanks so much, see you later. This needs to be really the beginning of a relationship with those who are listening as opposed to the end. And so the operative word here is bounce. We, we have to bounce people somehow into our ecosystem so that we can move people from being passive listeners to being active prospects and then ultimately being loyal borderline fanatic customers. So in order to let's, do let's that,
0: demonstrate that let's demonstrate that right now. Okay. Because I know that you know you're the publisher of podcast magazine and yeah. I'm going to share the screen right here and the URL for podcast magazine .com, then we'll get the rest of, of your point. So what is this? Uh,
1: in other words, what is Podcast Magazine?
0: Yeah, because yeah, I'm showing it to everybody right now.
1: Sure. So Podcast Magazine is a fan-facing, let's, let's just call it a, a publication that is uh, dedicated to, to fans of podcasts in other words what we do is we're not an industry journal we don't you know we don't cover any of the, the things that podcasters would like it's really if you think of like people magazine or sports illustrated uh, or wired that's really what we're doing for the industry of podcasting in terms of we take people beyond the microphone and deeper into the lives of the podcasts and podcasters that they love and deeper into the stories that they can't get enough of so it's it's a consumer facing publication, uh, again, really dedicated to podcast fans.
0: And uh, it's free. There's a and digital version of it that's free.
1: For now, it is free. That is correct. Actually, that will be ending very, very soon. And even the digital publication uh, we will be charging for. But for right now, yeah, podcastmagazine.com, digital is free.
0: There you go, everybody. Sign up. So that's, uh, you know, coming on the show to talk about podcasting is, uh, you know, you're, you're bringing your value, but at the same time, you're demonstrating how to then have people bounce to your website to get more information about your magazine.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would be a perfect example of, again, I come on, you don't know who I am. I demonstrate that I actually know something that's worth listening to. And I talk about podcast magazine. You're like, that sounds pretty cool. So that is the bounce right there where people then go and they subscribe at podcastmagazine.com. And now, I have the ability to communicate with them. I mean, you've got a lot of folks, you know, I'm watching the chat here and you got you know lots of folks tuning in from around the world and and sharing their thoughts, but I I don't know who they are. I don't have any ability to to connect with them because they're your fans. They're your listeners. They're your followers, Joel. So if I want to demonstrate my, you know, my expertise here and, and then develop that relationship with them, it has to take place here in terms of knowledge and expertise. And then after the fact, insofar as podcast magazine or the ultimate director of podcasters or one of my books or whatever it might be, because then, and only then do I move them from your platform to mine so that now I can have a conversation with them about what's relevant in our world.
0: Okay. So next step got my intention that now that I'm here, I'm delivering value. Here's my why. you know you're gonna bounce here and now we're going to continue that conversation. What's the mm-hmm.
1: next part? Yeah, and so there are a lot of people who will just kind of just go slap happy at that point and just start inundating you with you know all sorts of different offers and this, that and the other. We're more of a of a relationship driven company, and we want to just continually demonstrate value, 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 and add to your life, add to your business in the ways that we uniquely can. And so after we demonstrate our value, we help, we answer, I mean, we do what we can do to help people accomplish their goals and objectives. Then we have our own profit path that leads to low-priced products, programs, services, mid-priced product, programs, and services. And then you know we have some uh, fairly uh, deep-pocketed investment products, programs, and services uh, that only a handful of people will say yes to over the course of a year. But Again, it really is uh, necessary out of the gate to have a clear profit path in terms of where you want people to go from the moment they hear about you to whatever that last step is on the path that someone can take with you.
0: I want to be on a show and I want to reach out to the show in the right way, maybe just kind of on the fly. If somebody wanted to be on your podcast, be that person reaching out and writing you an email what would that sound like in order to get your attention so that you would at least consider having? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so it's a great question. And and one of the things uh, that we do give away in terms of one of the add values to, to our community um, is we have our proven to convert fill in the blanks email templates for that exact purpose. Right? So we just give those away as a gift. Let me give you an example of what that might sound like for, One of my favorite templates that we use um, is the you got it wrong template, which basically starts out with a subject line of you got it wrong in episode 256 or whatever that might be. And so if somebody is pitching reinvention radio, what they would say is something to the extent of subject line, you got it wrong in episode 256. That might sound something like this in the body, you know, hey, Steve and Rich and Mary, because I... Co-host the show with Rich and Mary, you know. Hey, Steve, Rich and Mary, love your show. I have to, you know, just let you know though that you got it wrong. Or I think you got it wrong, whatever, in, in episode 256. And here's why. They said this, here's the fact. da da And just so that, you know, you don't feel as though I'm just coming down on you, here's a screenshot I recently took of the five star review that I left for you guys because I absolutely love your show under that, with that picture, let's talk about it in terms of how I would have answered that question. If you're looking for a different guest with a different perspective on that subject, da, da, So the bottom line is controversy, show them some love, invitation, let's go.
0: That's attention getting, right? Because so yeah. we will open that, right? Some people might be offended by that, but you're going to open it. And once you read it, when you realize I actually, I want to add value to what you're doing. Um, Most people aren't gonna be offended by that. They'll be curious.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously the the key is do it in a playful way. When you're saying you got it wrong, you're not insulting them and you demonstrate. I mean, look, as podcasters, our currency is very, very simple. Ratings, reviews, subscribes, and downloads. So if you take a screenshot of the five-star review, that you just left for our show, and you include that in the email, that does a couple of different things. Number one, it shows us that, well, you understand what's most important to us, which is ratings and reviews, so thank you for that. And then number two, it demonstrates that you've actually listened to the show. So now it's subscribe and download, and and you're just checking all the boxes, and it shows that you, Done your homework, and you know what we're about, and you understand the perspective that we come from, and you've spun it in a way where now we understand who you are and the unique value that you bring to the table. So it just that that very simple template accomplishes so much very very quickly.
0: It's kind of basic psychology, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so many times, and we've seen this over the years, right? Being online so long, because we're old school, old dudes gray hair and beards and we've been here forever <laughs> people treat the online world the digital world as though it's somehow different than the real world yeah yeah and you wouldn't approach you wouldn't just walk up to somebody on the street and you and say you should buy my stuff yeah you just it's,
1: not effectively it's, anyway no i was looking forward to see if it's real handy here we have we have um We have something called the ultimate directory of podcasters that we release every year i don't know if you i think you've seen that one joel um and so the ultimate directory of podcasters basically it's detailed contact information for 670 leading podcasters i mean we we give them that you know your we go through the whole now get the picture the show the description the url you know and like everything that you need the categories um and we even go so far as to get their email address for you So that when the time is right, you can reach out and and say, you know, hey, I'd love to potentially be a guest on your show. Reality is I I spend the first five pages telling people not to use the directory (laughs) because that's exactly what people do, man, is they get this directory and they just start spamming people out. And I'm like, here are five pages with with tons of reasons why you're not ready to start pitching the people in this directory. Keep it as a resource. Do these things first and then perhaps reach out to them, but you're right. It's like, you know, it's like marriage on the first date or whatever. I mean, it just, there's a certain cadence that you have to adhere to uh, in order to find success in, in, in getting booked as a podcast guest, if that's your goal. Uh,
0: so, A, I don't think I have seen that directory and would love to see it.
1: Yes. Myultimatedirectory.com. Darn it, go get that bad boy.
0: And it's updated? It's current?
1: It is, our 2020. directory.com. Go get it.
0: My ultimate directory.com how do i not know this yeah I don't know. possible to keep up with all my friends and everything yeah. that yeah. they're doing but i got me, a few things going on yeah don't we all let me uh, pull this up so everybody can see this my ultimate directory.com so really for you this is a great way to put people into your funnel
1: absolutely right? yeah so like right now if we're talking about hey you know be a guest on a show Go find these people. We were talking about the different uh, you know, steps of this process. Take your topic of influence, put it in the box, listen to the shows. Then you got to go out and you got to find their contact info and all that. So if I'm literally taking people through that entire process and then I turn around and say, hey, we've done all the work for you. All you got to do is pick up the ultimate directory of podcasters and all their contact info and everything is in there, is broken down by category, this, that, and the other. Then it's a real simple, easy yes, especially because... It's chock full of 670, right? I mean, if it was a, a giveaway that had like five <laughs> or ten podcasters, I mean, you might sit back and go, eh, I don't know that I want to give up my name and email address to get that. But since it's 670, it's a pretty easy yes, and that's a, exactly uh, a perfect example of how to bounce people into your ecosystem, and that's a perfect, uh, you know, type of giveaway. Sure.
0: Right. And you've, there's an upsell on that page, which makes a lot of sense, right? To bring them into. So what do you do when you, uh, you know, this, this uh, new media event that you have, what does that look yeah. like?
1: So the new media summit would be a perfect example of a step on our profit path, right? So free, low, mid, high. So the new media summit would fall under the category of, of a mid priced offer. Um, and, and, and we think it's a steal at what we have it priced at now, because what we do is we give every attendee every attendee the opportunity to take center stage and to pitch top podcasters on who they are and what they do. And they literally get booked on the spot. So our average attendee comes to the New Media Summit and leaves with 22 bookings in hand and knowing what some of the other folks charge who have these podcast booking agencies, I mean, you're looking at you know twenty five hundred dollars a month at a minimum for them to book you on maybe five shows the ticket price on that is just under three grand. And as I said, the average attendee gets booked on 22 shows. So just dollar for dollar, it's about a quarter of that price. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a really fun event, man, that we've been doing since uh, 2017. And uh, God willing, our next one is in uh, September in San Diego. Uh, what's the, uh, the website for it? Uh, newmediasummit.net.
0: New Media Summit net and let's pull that up here as well. For those of you that are doing the visuals, let's see. It's one T in Summit, right?
1: There is usually one T in Summit, true. Yeah, there we New go. Summit.net. yes. That
0: was just a <laughs> wonkified there, uh, but let's pull this up here and you guys can get a look at it. NewMediaSummit.net, here it is and uh, you if you're a business owner who has a powerful message to share with the world but the world doesn't know it yet this is your invitation to attend the new media summit there's your free well, i like
1: video. it you gotta do our voiceover oh we gotta fix that vimeo okay nice. <laughs> vimeo's got an issue right now huh no, it, right.
0: It's, it's not that it's um i have all kinds of blockers turned oh. up and so <laughs> there you go in order to yeah. play you know we gotta click the little thing here says i'm not a robot ah.
1: because
0: i am not a robot and then yeah. See that, that's not Vimeo. That is me
1: specifically that's you with all your blockers, Okay. Got Video. it. Thank you. Tina. Tina is on it. And by the way, if you guys have questions, fire the questions in the chat. I do, uh, I do see them. And there was a question earlier actually, uh, that I wanted to answer. And yes, Nancy, we did cross over a million podcasts. Matter of fact, let me bring up the screenshot of my own here. Cause I just saw which, this
0: Which question. Did you want to answer? Cause I can put that right up here on the screen.
1: Is uh, she Nancy Leia's Mirland? I think? Yeah. Um, and she was just asking the question of, that was their second question, uh, which is correct. About 25% um, of the total number of podcasts have 10 or more episodes and consistently release new episodes. Um, and yeah, as of April, I believe we were over a million uh, one already. So in about 45 days, it's added about another hundred thousand. So now we're right around a million one.
0: So you're not looking at a metric of how many downloads to consider what's a success. If you're getting 50 people listening to your show and you're converting them into a product that's paying the bills, then you have a successful podcast.
1: Uh, I would say so. And and again, this is where you have to go in with a clear understanding of Stephen Covey's, you know, starting with the end in mind. If you were, If you were going into the podcast arena, with the hopes of dethroning Will Ferrell or, uh, you know, Shaq or, or Joe Rogan, uh, you know, I mean, good luck with that. You're not going to compete with NPR. You're not going to compete with the ESPN or, you know, the ringer or or Wondery or Cadence or like all, I mean, there is massive amounts of money. And by the way, if you have massive amounts of money, uh, reach out for me. It's steve at steveolisher.com and let's chat. (laughs) Um, But you know, unless you have a massive amount of money to throw at your show, uh, you're, you're not going to end up dethroning the folks that have held those, those top positions uh, for quite some time. So what do you do? Well, you don't give up on the medium. You just have a different goal. You have a different objective mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different reasons to create a show. I mean, three main reasons. You know, one is of course, to build community, right? I mean, that's certainly one reason to do it. One is to build your bank account. And that's certainly a a good reason to do it. Um, And the third is to build your credibility and your authority. And so, right, like, I mean, like, if you look at podcast magazine, I could not get Jenna Kutcher to come on to Reinvention Radio. I could not get Katie Couric or Adam Carolla or Dave Ramsey to come on to Reinvention Radio or Beyond Eight Figures. They would not respond. We had tried in the past. Now they all open the doors and say, come on in, let's sit down, let's chat. We'd love to do a story for podcast magazine, right? So again, the bottom line is it just depends on what your goal or your objective is. And if it's a credibility authority thing and you just simply want to establish yourself as an expert in your niche, mission accomplished. If it's a bank account thing, then I know you talked about this earlier, Joel is you really have to look at it from the standpoint of not looking at your podcast as a business, Because very few people can do that, but instead looking at it more holistically in terms of leveraging the business of podcasting. And that's a a very different animal. So again, goal, objective, whatever that is, go in with clarity.
0: Do you see, as we get ready to wrap up here, as terrestrial radio um, loses market share to satellite radio. Is there a time where this, the lines are going to blur between podcasts and radio? Or are we going to start seeing shows that originate online become more part of the terrestrial and the satellite radio ecosystem? And pretty soon it's just going to be like right now when we say watch TV, that could mean Put a DVD in, it couldn't mean go to Netflix, Amazon Prime, CBS, NBC, HBO. Sure. YouTube, it's so many things. And is radio going to become like that
1: as well? I don't think terrestrial radio is going to go away by any stretch. You know, I think if it was going to, to have died, it would have died. Um, one can argue that AM radio has been <laughs> kind of living this slow death for years now but it just won't
0: die so
1: you know so i don't think that we're going to find terrestrial radio going completely away uh, anytime soon you're going to see people being very smart about what they do in terms of taking a hybrid approach Uh, and actually next month uh, in the july issue of podcast magazine we sat down with dave ramsey uh, from ramsey solutions and he wants to be known as Dave Ramsey from Ramsey Solutions, by the way. Um, and, and he's really taking a more holistic approach to the medium and has been doing so for years. And so that is a, a really good example of someone who is learning how and has, uh, I, let's just say, I mean, I, I think he's perfected the art of taking a terrestrial radio show and adapting it for the other media platforms. Too. So terrestrial radio, I don't think it dies for whatever reason until you and I and our generation goes away. It's still going to be there. That said, my kids aren't going to listen to it. Your kids aren't going to listen to it. You know, I mean, Molly's kids who's on. Hey, what's up, Molly? You know, they're not going to listen to it. So it's not going to die while we are alive. But I think that the, it's, it's going to be in, in a hell of a pickle uh coming up here very very soon and and even email marketing and so on you know we do very well with email marketing because our avatar our you know the people that we serve are people who still believe in opening up an email mm-hmm. our kids will never open emails they just won't so how do you reach them you better work on your tiktok game brother
0: right maybe uh you know in the future will you see facebook getting into podcasting do you see tiktok getting into, you know, the syndication of, nope, just short video.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's really apples and and oranges. And I think that there's always going to be a place for the medium of audio period End story. You're always going to have audio story. As a matter of fact, if you look at uh, what's really interesting is in uh, each issue of podcast magazine, we release what we call the the hot 50 Mm -hmm. and the hot 50 is, uh, is created based on fan votes. So it has nothing to do Nothing to do with ratings or reviews or subscribes or downloads. People go to podcastmagazine.com slash hot50 and they vote for their top three favorite podcasts, period, end story. And so if you look at the chart, you'll see that the chart is inundated with uh, podcasts that fall under the true crime category. People love stories, you know, and, and stories told well via the medium of audio is still really, really hard to beat. And so video has its place, but so does audio.
0: Which it's kind of full circle. Something's never changed because before you and I were born, our parents or grandparents really used to sit around the radio and do what? Listen to stories, right? Yeah. The original radio was, was theater of the mind. And that has made a resurgence because human nature doesn't change. And uh, being able to listen to us. I mean, I remember listening to Homecoming. You know, when that came out um, mm. uh, on podcasts and I was totally enamored with it. Then the the video version came out with, uh, what's her name? Julia um, Aaron Blankovich.
1: No, no, no. Oh, Julia Roberts. Yeah,
0: yeah. Julia Roberts on uh, Amazon. And it lost my interest. Mm. I, I found the audio version more yeah, I mean, than the video. A lot
1: of, And a lot of people thought for years that books were going away. You know that who on earth? If you have an e-reader and you can put twelve thousand books on this e-reader, why on earth would anyone want to have a physical book in their hands? People have said for years that that publish, publishing industry is just going to be decimated; it is going away, and it and it hasn't because there are still people, and even you're starting to see now. That's an interesting conversation because you're starting to see a lot of people, even in the younger generations taking to physical books so there has been actually a resurgence with a lot of the ya titles and so on finding a place and having appeal with that particular market so the the point being and two you know just to kind of put a bow on this joel in terms of what we're talking about here is you'll start to see a lot of shows get picked up that start out as podcasts and being adapted to other platforms i mean you're seeing that all the time now with podcasts Getting optioned and and getting turned into movies and so on and so forth and going on to TV and, you know, Amazon series and so on. You're starting to see quite a bit of that. But at the same token, when you have diehard fans who read a book and then that book is turned into a movie and they go, oh, my God, that movie was horrible. So much worse than the book. I believe you're still going to see that in comparison's sake to what we're seeing with audio where you're just going to have folks who are like okay fine I'll go ahead and I'll give it a try here as far as the video is concerned but ultimately going back to saying I really liked it much better as a podcast.
0: When are we going to get Joe Rogan the mo- the motion picture, right? It's <laughs> he a is old, the motion, motion
1: picture. picture. <laughs> he is, there will
0: be a documentary, multiple ones, probably because he continues to make history and uh, was there in the beginning. Yeah. Steve Olsher, America's, what, you you had something else you wanted to I say? Go one for
1: more it. thing I was going to say. Yes, thank you for the close there. But one more You're thing I was going to say. An expert, but go ahead. I am America's reimagined expert. Um, but one more thing that I was gonna say is I, what I know to be true, Joel, is that the more that we focus on on pull media, which basically means that the consumer decides what they wanna consume, when they wanna consume it, and on their preferred device, you're still going to see growth in those arenas. And so podcasting falls under the category of a pull medium, right? Because it's not a push medium where it's just a select number of people in a room who decide, Hey, this is the content that's going to go out. You're on that channel. Whether or not you decide to stay on that channel is up to you. Pull media is 100% opt in. It's 100% click through rate. If we're talking about email marketing, right? A hundred percent of the people are raising their hands to say, I want that. And a lot of people do. There's always going to be a market for pull media for sure.
0: And that's the last word, but not the final word on podcasting is his website or you can go and while it's still available go to podcastmagazine.com well i should say while well, it's still available for free, for free exactly. right now lifetime membership to the digital version podcastmagazine.com everybody should go check it out steve uh, appreciate you your friendship and your awesome content thanks so much
1: thank you sir good to see you again and-
0: And stick around for just a moment. Talk to you here after the uh, the show. I'm going to wrap things up here. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Appreciate all the love, the comments, the shares, the watch parties. My next episode is going to be absolutely fantastic. We're going to look into the future with one of my favorite futurists. Her name is Kathy Hackle. And uh, she worked at Magic Leap for a time. She is on the cutting edge of VR, AR, AI, machine learning. And what is coming next? You're not going to want to miss it. We'll catch you guys then. Until that time comes about, my friends, do good stuff.